Hello and welcome to the Keen On Things podcast. This is your host, Patrick Keen. I couldn't find a substitute. I couldn't find the substitute. That was the same uh, joke, guys. I have to re-record this. So this is a re-record you're listening to. So we're going to see if we can simulate uh, any of this at all. Because the sound was so bad. And I don't know if it's my computer, which it can't be. It's definitely not my voice. You know what I'm talking about? Um, and I don't think it's the microphone. Was I? Maybe I was cupping the mic or something. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Hopefully, you didn't. Hopefully, not everybody in the world listened to the first version, and will will be able to cite differences from this version, which there will be none. There might be a little more energy in this one because yesterday I was coming off coffee, and if you know me, you know that I'm a nightmare recovering from coffee. Um, and I don't know what it is, and it sucks because I love it. Maybe that's why I love it. But everybody else can drink coffee. Kids can drink coffee and recover okay. My brother-in-law can do five cups in a day. Be no problem. My brother can do a lot. Sister, family. Mom can do a lot. Uh, I am miserable to be around. I'm quiet. I'm negative. I'm depressed. I'm uh, I'm not going to say suicidal. I don't want to use that word lightly, you know, especially in these times um, where we've lost so many. And it's, it's such a, uh, God, it's in everybody's lives, you know. Before, it was like, oh, I think I had a great uncle that did it now. It's just, it's too uh, prevalent. So, um, yeah, coming off coffee, I'm a nightmare. And I do get depressed, and I do get uh, fatalistic, like, oh, my God, nothing's going to improve. Nothing's going to get better. And that's how I was last night. I had a couple cups on Monday, and so that resulted in Tuesday sluggish, and then afternoon crash, and then evening funk. And then I woke up this morning feeling like great like oh god okay keep it out of your lives and i was tempted this morning um it was all over the place this morning and i was like don't do it man don't do it it's really a drug for me it's weird but i love it and it's socially acceptable but uh i didn't do it i didn't have any which is tough because it's delicious and you mix it with a little cream whether it's that irish cream or whether it's that uh, french vanilla um anyway I hope the sound is okay on this one because I don't want to have to key in it. Yes. Um, let's see. Okay. So, uh, Keen on Things podcast. Couldn't find a sub. Who would want a sub for this? You know, I've done subbing. I, I, I do a little subbing. I've done it. South Central, East LA. Growing up, I always wanted to be a substitute teacher uh, because I like the idea of somebody coming to you with a problem, you know, and you're able to say, oh, let's just worry about it tomorrow. Isn't that great? Let's just worry about it tomorrow. That's a fun one. Here's a story. I don't know if I've told this on this podcast. This is only episode 76, so I've been out of stories for about 73 episodes now. But uh, my first day of subbing was in South Cinch, South Central down there, and I didn't get through one. I, I'm pretty sure I told the story. I didn't get through one lesson plan, and I come in at the end of the day, and I'm all panicked because uh, I didn't finish a lesson plan in any of the classes. And I told the lady, the administrator, I said, uh, I've, I know I told the story. As a matter of fact, I think I've told it within the last, like, two weeks. And she just looks through her eyes. And she said, lesson plan? You didn't finish any lesson plan? I was like, yeah. She's like, did anybody kill anybody? Kill anyone? And I was like, no, no, God, no. She's like, okay, see you next time. Like, that was the bar. That was the bar. All right. Uh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Just... What I like to do in each subsequent episode is just talk about material from two episodes ago, and that keeps it rolling. So talked about Norm MacDonald last week. Just so strange losing him, 61, 
not old enough to go. Not in this day and age. You know, stick around for 20 more. Um, who knows what his health habits were. I knew a little of them, but uh, I don't know what his personal life was like. Just a great comedy voice legend, all that. I tweeted out that comics should be sure to get their pick up with Norm as soon as possible. Um because that's a really gross part of the business and the life, right? All the stories and picks that come out from uh, comics and actors, L.A., New York, wherever, right? Here I am with Norm. Here I am with so-and-so. Here I am with all these people that just died. I've posted it, you know, just a few minutes after they've died and news broke, probably on, what's that network I hate? Ah, I forgot it. But they, they're quick to break stories, I remember. FX? No, not F. What an idiot. FX. So it's just like these backhanded, self, backhanded like self-promotional tools. Just gross all around. Not just L.A. It's everywhere. But L.A., it's amplified. And it's people who don't know better sometimes, right? It's performers, actors, people that are trying to get their brand out there who think, oh, okay, yeah, people want to see this. It's people that are shameless with no filter, um, who maybe were raised with a you-can-do-no-wrong attitude, which is the worst thing you can do for a kid. I mean... You see some of the adults. I see adults now who were raised, who we were raised with, who had the you-can-do-no-wrong attitude, and uh, it's awful. It does not serve them well in adulthood. They look ridiculous. They're children. They're babies. And they're not getting away with it because they're not cute, young uh, humans anymore, you know? So, you know, or, or sometimes these guys in LA especially get into an acting class or they get with a therapist which is good but the therapist is telling them be the best you you can be don't worry about um you know consequences just be you and then they that person goes out and bees them or overdoes it on steroids gets on social media and they you know they're promoting every decision they make throughout the day whether it's food or a run or a walk or exercise or just going to the store it's just come on um you got a train wreck on your hands that way. So you compound that with a celebrity death that people think they can get some traction with, and it's just a perfect storm of self-involved vomit. That's all it is. Sometimes I'll tweet at Brendan Walsh, comedian Brendan Walsh, after a celebrity death that that celeb's favorite comic was Brendan, and I'll ask how he's handling it. And <laughs> always a funny response. Always very funny. Um, yeah, silly. He likes to play that game. He's the best at it. That little uh, ping pong or, or tennis. It's like uh, silly social media, ironic stuff. Anyway, um, birthdays were the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. That's a great line from a B.I.G. song. Notorious. Great song. It was my birthday this past week. That's House Come. I'm quoting them. Uh, we celebrated with a brunch on Sunday with a mix of friends. It was great. Some people had theirs the day before. My friend Monica had hers two days before, and then some have them a week later, Kirsten and John. So we'll be celebrating those later in the week. I've got a busy weekend, man. we got a big rivalry coming up Friday night, football game, and then uh, I'm going up to L.A. on Saturday to walk in the Homeboy Industries 5K. And when I say walk, I mean crawl, because it's supposed to be a run-walk. It'll be a walk-crawl. Uh, I'll have water. I'm hydrated. I'm pretty good. I'm going to go for a, a walk run tonight and work out. And uh, I'm in good enough shape to at least walk 5K, I hope. So that'll be 8 in the morning till about 11 
uh, at night for me. Kidding, 11 a.m., and then I'm back down here uh, for some things, and we got a show in Bellflower where Dave Burley's going to play. Smoking Joe Biden. Um, so, yeah, birthday. I got to go last week, before my birthday, last weekend, rather, to see Bonner, Paddock Rin, R-I-N-N, speak to a group of people, which was really something. He speaks around the world to people. He spoke on this particular day to some kids with special needs. We were up in Fullerton. It was kids with varying levels of special needs. It's an experience most people don't want to be part of, right? Most people, most civilians don't want to get involved, don't want to stare, don't want to see, well, they want to stare uh, at people's kind of... I don't know. You want to call them imperfections? You can call them perfections. Even um, people's handicaps, right? Some weird looks. People understand it. Even special need, Even people with mental special needs. Um, you know, they know. They know how they're being treated. I don't think I would care, well, nearly as much, but maybe at all. I don't know. I hope not. I wouldn't care if um, if I weren't forced into it as a youth. Right, my older brother Danny's situation. You know, you're forced to deal with it when you have it in the family, especially it's older, right? So you never knew anything around that. I try to keep in mind and not judge people for not knowing or caring how to treat special needs, how to act around it. If I didn't have a special needs sibling, I don't know how much I'd care. I really don't. I don't know how simpatico I'd be. I don't even know if that's the right word. How sympathetic I would be. It was funny as a kid watching adults around special needs kids because as a kid being raised with a special needs brother you speak that language but you see adults who aren't around it a lot and they don't know how to speak it and it's funny to see adults kind of flail kind of panic kind of be uncertain they had no idea how to handle it just a blank look on a parent's face you know what is this what are we doing like oh even my grandpa my mom's dad um maybe some of her siblings nobody knew like what in the hell are we supposed to do here because it's not all corky from life goes on remember the tv show corky i never saw an episode don't even think i saw five minutes of it um that that's a pretty good level of special needs if you if you've got a special needs child that's what you want is someone that could maybe have a relationship you know romantic relationship with someone Someone that you can communicate a little more with. Someone that uh, can give back a little more verbally. Uh, You know, they can make it in society, right? But it's not all that. It's not all Corky. Corky's also a bar in South Bend. Or Corby's. Is it Corby's or Corky's? Corby's. Corky would be silly. Is it? Um, It's some gritty situations out there. It's mental and physical impairments that uh, are not fun to look at. They're not fun to endure. (laughs) right? When I say they're not fun to look at, I mean, you feel for that person when you see and, uh, and you get an idea for 10 seconds about what they're enduring their entire life. Uh, it's things you don't see in society, right? It's people with misplaced features, you know, it's play people with an extra finger, people with, um, you know, a hand coming out of their arm, you know, a third ear on the back of the skull, you know, it's some extreme situations, a hand coming out of the, yeah, it, it will rock you, right? And you have to remember it's a human being in there and they, you know, they, it wasn't their choice, right? To be born like that. So 
and and one of the people that Bonner helped in uh, Africa, she had like kind of feet growing, kind of out of her leg, kind of up, and and they they had to do some amputation to fix. So they had to do some amputation to make everything right and as uh, workable for her as possible, as functional. It's just a miracle what they did with this girl and what they're doing all over the world. Uh, so Bonner speaking, man, is really powerful. It's very honest. It's very heartfelt. It's very effective. Right. This isn't Stuart Smalley stuff. This isn't like feel good for feel good sake. Let's eat ice cream and just, you know, pat each other on the back, even though we've done nothing in life. Right. It's tough love. It's honesty. This is a guy who did very well in the business world. He's not just going around eating chocolate and getting fat and saying, you know, everything's fine, everybody. You know, he was he was. uh, He was successful where he needed to be. He was a viper. You know, in the business world, in the executive world, a hawk. I don't know if hawks eat vipers, but if someone's both a hawk and a viper, that's a hell of an internal struggle they must have. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's not the feel-good feelies. This is a guy who had expense accounts, to top clients, high-end clients, um, traveled, made a lot of money for himself and people he worked with, you know, dated different girls, um, you know, the whole lot. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for him. You know, this is a guy who, who had it all. And he said, this is not my path. And now is on the righteous path. And he's talking to special needs kids about how they, um, they have value. And they need to have self-love. This is a good group. They seem to be doing just fine in those categories. Uh, and he can handle any questions. You know, and there are quite a range from these kids. How cold was the mountain? When you hiked Kilimanjaro, what was the lowest temperature? You know, those are legit. To other questions, which like, what's your, hey, what are your favorite pairs of shoes? And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's not really on topic at all, but it's adorable and engaging. And, and he'll give you the time of day, obviously, answer those kids' questions with just as much sincerity as the uh, other ones. One kid came up to me and told me, hey, keep trying. And I didn't even said anything. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking? He's like, just keep trying, man. I'm like, what, what does this guy know, right? Did someone tip him off? Because he seems to know a lot about me. <laughs> so I will keep trying. Thank you very much. Uh, and I'll keep doing my thing. So Bonner's talking to all these kids, saying he loves them. Uh, they have value. A lot of the kids can talk, which is a lot uh, more high-functioning than my brother Danny. And, and that's a thing, these different levels of low-function, high-function special needs. Uh, that's a thing, right? I think growing up, people thought our brother Danny, when they'd hear about him, they'd never met him, they'd be like, oh, what level's he at? You know, he could wipe down tables at a fast food restaurant or something, you know, or, uh, or be someone who could function like that. And it's like, no, no, he's very low-functioning. He's like a one-year-old brain in now a 50-year-old man, man's body, but a healthy, thin, younger 50 that's kind of manageable. Thank God he didn't get out of weight and get any stronger, get out of weight, get overweight and get stronger and big. It would have been tough to manage, but he's small and thin, still strong. There's a kid, Dylan, at the Hollywood YMCA off Schrader between Hollywood and Sunset, which is, you can imagine, that area. It didn't, didn't always used to be gritty. I think it's back at gritty now. I don't know. Hangs out at the front desk of the YMCA in Hollywood. Just an amazing kid. He's higher functioning, right? He greets people, remembers people's names, uh, says hello to everyone walking in, and it is wonderful. He will hug you. 
and tell you he loves you. If you remember his name and you say that you love him and say his name, he loses his damn mind. This kid, he like, he, he loves it. He, 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 it, it's, I can't describe it. it it's almost like he's going to go into a fit or a rage, but it's a good fit or rage. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. It's the greatest thing to experience. Uh, he recognizes you. He hugs you, says your name. Other people coming into the club get jealous when, you, hey, Patrick, Patrick, guess what? What, what, Dylan? I love you. I love you too, Dylan. You do? Yeah. Oh, and like grit his teeth and his arms lock. And he like almost like he's, you know, he, like he's orgasming or something. It's, it's pretty great. Um, it was the best pre and post workout feeling you could get. Just amazing. So that's definitely a higher functioning level than my brother, Danny. Uh, my brother couldn't do that. He couldn't greet people. He could carry around a lamp that he's unplugged from the wall and he could knock a painting off or maybe get some books off some shelves or maybe pull a hutch down to the ground and shatter it and maybe even hurt himself. Uh, he'll make sounds. He'll recognize people. When he laughs, it's beyond amazing. When he gets cracking up, uh, it's fantastic. Like when the girls were kids, my nieces, for some reason he laughed so hard at them. And that's another thing too. We talked, we, I talked to you, the millions, about uh, how strange it is for a kid who's used to special needs situations to see an adult try to handle special needs situations. Um, it's also very strange um, when kids see adults who are special needs. So it's probably strange for them to see adults who have special needs. As a kid, adults are supposed to know everything, right? Our parents are supposed to know everything. They're not human beings. They're the end-all and be-all. So when you see a vulnerable adult, a special needs adult, a low-functioning adult, it really throws a kid, right? Someone in a wheelchair, uh, someone just with messed up hair, like, and not just messed up, like something's wrong, they had to cut it differently because he has a skin rash and a low immune system. And so uh, he's got some, I don't know, whether it's a fungus or, you know, there's just different kids with different uh, ailments. Uh, lying down and the the kid can't move someone staring blankly out a window it's jarring to see adults like that as a kid especially when you're not used to it uh, so there's very many levels of special needs situation and so seeing the kids the whole point of this is seeing the kids i saw on this past weekend of bonner who bonner was talking to it, it, it's really pleasant to know what's more extreme and then kind of speak this language where, oh, wow, this gets rewarded more. My love and and understanding and hugging these kids and talking to these kids. And that gets maybe rewarded more than my my far extreme brother. So it's really nice. It's really special. And it's, it's almost like a vacation from how intense things can be with my brother. Uh, and as a kid, you know, you, you think, I remember thinking, oh, I wish I could have a situation like this instead of what my brother has. You know, I wish I had something more accessible, more that rewarded more, um, right? Until you come across another kid who has something even worse, you know, like, I mean, a quadriplegic, paraplegic, uh, God knows what else, right? There are some rough situations out there. And then you're like, oh, thank God our brother doesn't have that. So it's all messed up, right? It is all messed up. And worse, we couldn't do anything about that, worse is that there's any shame ever around a special needs situation, ever, right? 
We've been on the planet a long time. Okay, special needs situations happen. Uh, I don't know if my parents had time to feel guilt or shame about that. Because what did they do? Like good Irish Catholics, they popped out three more real quick. Maybe as, you know, the defense mechanism. I don't know. I don't know if deep down they had it. Hopefully, as the other three kids have grown, we've compensated for that. Kind of, um, you know, assuaged the situation a little bit. But uh, definitely a disgrace to society to think a special needs situation is a failure. This country needs to quit comparing itself to shit countries when we say, well, it's better than the, how'd you like to go live there? And like, please don't compare me to a Central American country or a, a South American country in the North that hasn't had their shit together for centuries. Can we not compare ourselves to them? Um, you know, or some dictatorship or something in the Middle East or Africa or Southeast Asia. Compare ourselves to like a North European country who's advanced in healthcare and taking care of its citizens, okay? Educating its citizenry. All right. Um, but all the while still having incentive, right? Incentivize. Don't be the guy who's like, well, I'm, fu- I'm 57 and still partying, but, you know, Bill, he's like 61 and he's still going hard. Okay, evolve, right? Evolution all around. Fascinating podcast. We're almost done. Okay, uh, so Bonner Rin was talking to a lot of special needs caregivers and special needs kids as well. Vary- again, varying degrees, mental, physical. The hugs are unreal, very loving. Some kids are on the spectrum in a variety of ways. One kid is going to be a music producer when he gets out of high school. Uh, or maybe it was college. I, I don't know. But various ages he was talking to. And again, this isn't this was this isn't sugar puss feel good softy. All right, Bonner's story of dealing with CP for years as a, a young as a kid, as a young man, as a man is so moving. Right, it's quite a testimony. Denying he denied it to himself. He denied that he had CP. Denied it to others telling people he's recovering from a football injury, all this stuff. He's getting picked on, made fun of as a kid from a young age, and tried to compensate in other areas, and definitely did compensate in other areas with money and cars and homes and jobs and success and women. I keep saying women, but that's a big part of it. That's a reality. Um, And then he finally realizes it wasn't who he was and then takes a look inside at himself does some soul searching, climbs Mount Kilimanjaro, first person ever with CP to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in freezing temperatures, then runs races in an Ironman triathlon competition in Hawaii, Kona, swimming, biking, running, none of which I'll be doing at uh, Homeboy Industries on Saturday. That'll be a complete walk. Because with this Kona thing, you have to finish under a certain time for you to get like the label. I mean, you still finish, you completed it. But to get the label of an Ironman, you have to do it like within 12 hours or something from when you started. And there are close calls who don't make it. Can you imagine that? The whistle blows and you're, I don't know, 10 feet, 100 yards away and you just couldn't get there. But there's, there's a cutoff somewhere. Brutal, would be brutal. But you still got through the race, right? So anyway, Bonner did all this. He started a foundation, wrote a book, it was a New York Times bestseller. Nolan Ryan and Jay Billis, they're on the back of the book giving in endorsements. Uh, just amazing, right? The foundation is called the OM Foundation, one man, OM. Uh, and they have centers in Tanzania, Nicaragua. And he also makes trips to Arizona to visit uh, Native Americans, Pueblo, Navajo. I'm not sure what the exact try was. I'm kind of blanking. But the book's called One More Step, which is a great book if you get a chance. Um, 
And he talks about his journey and what his body went through and what he chose to put it through to come out, uh, to come out the other side, right? To push through from self-flagellation and self-whatever. Hate, who knows? Uh, the most interesting thing about knowing this guy, he, uh, he's not done. He's like on to the next thing. He's not sitting there and dwelling, basking in it, which is what I'd be doing, which is exactly why I don't have it. He just keeps moving. He's got trips planned. He's got plans for himself, people, uh, his lady, all that stuff. So, so again, he speaks all over the world, and it's to special needs kids, obviously. It's not only to special needs kids and telling them, like, hey, you're really good. Like, it's not Louis Anderson telling, hey, everybody, you should be proud of yourselves. You know, it is real stuff. Uh, Louis's real, too. Okay. But I'm just saying it's it's not all special needs kids that are just clapping and hugging. He talks to students all over the world, executives, right? Businesses, teams, athletic teams, um, one-on-one stuff, whatever. Does he talk to mother's clubs? Because that's what I do, all right? He probably does, but until I see proof, I'm not claiming it for him. I want proof. Actually, there is proof because he was on Oprah's book list, which is a direct link to mother's clubs all over America. So whether he likes it or not, his words have made it to mother's clubs all over. Um, but that's what I'm, I'm doing. I deal with mother's clubs, badasses, you know what I mean? Grandparents clubs even. So that's what I did this past weekend. It was great to see the kids, uh, makes me miss my brother, Danny in Arizona, who I haven't seen in a few months. Miss the look, the laugh, the hug. Got to get back there for the holidays. All ties in, right? Makes you think of childhood, your birthday, your brother upbringing, a lot of intense feelings there. But it's only a number, nothing else. Don't let that number run your life, okay? Maybe use it as a guide, but don't get stuck on it. It's a soft suggestion, right? People that attach their identity to deadlines and convention, uh, they age out quick. And they're not sucking the juice out of life like they should be. Um, so, so that's what I try to uh, do with special needs kids, man. They're just looking to hug. They're not going to harm you ever. They wouldn't be allowed in public. That you might get a little weird. You might get a little drool on you. It's nothing gonna hurt, okay? But you're gonna you're gonna make their moment if you hug them. We got a kid I work with now named Josh. He's just beautiful. All right, don't be freaked out. Don't be freaked out. Smiles, right? Hey guys, anything, you know? Share the planet. So uh, birthday brunch at Bistro K in Laguna Niguel. Uh, with my friends on Sunday was just great. Got a little juiced before the others got there. May have peaked too soon, but no problem. It was a blast. I got to get something on the books for my 50th for next year. Any ideas? Hit me up. Travel? No idea. Maybe next year I do Bistro K again and ask if I can get behind the bar. Serve drinks to friends. Um, I think after doing that for about seven minutes, I'd be done, right? I'd be like, okay, this was fun and cute. I know they do it at like Swallows Inn or something. You can rent the place out, get your friends in there, and then you can tend bar for like an hour or whatever. But I'd eventually, you eventually want a real bartender in there. Uh, the bartender at Bistro K was great. Uh, she was a New Yorker named Karen. Badass. Great hire by Katya. Good job. It's a good turnout. We got Kirsten and John Devonay this weekend. Always good to have birthday cards and gifts on hand because they're going to keep coming. Uh, I got a ton of booze as gifts, which makes me wonder. That's fine. A lot of those will be re-gifted. Um, but what kind of message am I putting out, if that's it? All right. CP is cerebral palsy. That's what I'm being asked. Some people are texting right now. 
because we're doing a live feed cerebral palsy which my brother has which is what uh, bonner had uh thank you bonner for uh letting me in on that and letting me share and sharing with me all that and then uh we'll hang out again okay uh going to austin in december at the Irvine, uh, December 9th, 10th, 11th, that weekend. But I'm not doing comedy. I'm taping mascots. And then at the Irvine Improv, Saturday, October 23rd, two shows. Uh, Keen on Things podcast, Keen of Comedy, is uh, the name of my handle and a lot of the areas in the platform. So uh, stay involved, guys. Stay involved. Get my newsletter. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Saturday. And we're also going to get Souls for Souls, S-O-L-E-S, number four, S-O-U-L-S, Souls for Souls. They donate uh, shoes to charities and homeless people. They're out of Tennessee. I'm going to try to get them involved with um, Homeboy Industries down there off Boyd Street. Looking forward to putting them in touch. And uh, I don't know. I'm driving up early, man. It's an 8 o'clock start. i got to be up there at like 7 Leave here at 6 on a Saturday after a Friday night football game where there's going to be a huge rivalry matchup. Um, and then that'll be good. And then Sunday I got some things. Going to see comedy again. I've spent more time at the Irvine Improv going to shows to watch them than I ever did as a uh, performer, which uh, has me wondering. Um, okay, it was a great trip. Check out Bonner's book. Check out his foundation. Um, what was the name of that again? One Man, yeah. And then the book, One More Step was the name of the book. I just read it. just finished it about a month ago. And I'd text him throughout. I'd be like, holy shit, man. Right now you're going, hold on. I'm like, I can't talk right now. You're in the middle You're in the middle of climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and you're about to freeze to death and your foot just smashed in 25 places. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening to this. Um, subscribe so you get notified right away. And then uh, also, yeah, subscribe so you, so you get not- notified right away and tell people about it if they want. So that's all. I didn't have much going on this week, but yet for me, it was a great thing. And uh, birthdays, weird, man. They're funky as you get older. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Love you.